welcome to part two of my interview with Arthur Haywood, a muralist, painter, and illustrator extraordinaire. And in part two of this interview on the Creative Heroine podcast, we are talking about lots of things. We're talking about some of our favorite artists, some of the things that inspire us within those artists, as well as um, some more practical steps that artists can um, and creators can take to heart as we talk about applying to residencies, applying to competitions, the odds of getting into anything you apply for, um, the determination it takes, and um, plans for the future, plans for the new year, all kinds of things. And um, yeah, Arthur has some really wonderful and wise things to say in this episode, so I'm really excited to share it with you. All right, so here we are jumping in where we stopped last time. though too when the books are really engaging you know for me personally I feel transported mm, into another totally, world totally and you know that's why you know for I feel like a lot of my paintings um, that's why I paint them in a, at a life-size scale mm. to create make the works even more immersive you know I was very inspired even when I was in Paris by a lot of you know the ceiling paintings that I would see mm. uh, where you look up and some of the figures are painted so realistically yeah. it's almost like they could fall out of the frame yes I've seen those a, too mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it's like beautiful the, yeah they're incredible mm-hmm. and you know with the ornate decorations and you, you feel like you're part of that world mm-hmm. and so you know for my paintings you know which are now just a fantasy world you know creating on a life-size scale allows me to have that dialogue of immersive experience yeah and so um, young people can like see themselves you know inside of these stories mm-hmm. especially the people who pose for them too you can mm-hmm. imagine themselves inside of these stories and how exciting you know it really is yeah. so we're talking about the experience of exactly. escaping right. into another world or becoming having magical powers and then feeling like you then, you know, personally, you know, can influence the world magically. Mm-hmm. So it becomes this overall arching dialogue, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, I feel a lot of the gateway is mm-hmm. literature, is stories. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you, when you do a painting that's kind of based around a story, mm-hmm. you can sense it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can sense like there's more to it. Right. You know, like that there's mm-hmm. like layers behind yeah. this image. There's so much more information. That's why I feel like, you know, mm-hmm. I've done so many Tolkien inspired paintings just mm-hmm. because those are images and stories that I could not get out of my mind. Yeah. You know, I feel like a lot of my work or paintings that I do are either emotions mm-hmm. that I cannot keep inside mm-hmm. or uh, stories that I just can't stop dreaming about. Yeah. And so I have to express it. And for me, you know, I express things visually mm-hmm. and then, you know, share it with the audience that I think can connect with it. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of the things I've been experimenting with is like getting my imagery from um, my meditations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, wow. Yeah. It's been really interesting. Mm-hmm. I haven't made any, um, I haven't made any major paintings from mm-hmm. that method yet, mm-hmm. but um, last night I was sketching like based on that, because mm-hmm. I have some ideas for like some recurring uh, images that I keep com- keep coming to me when I'm doing these meditations, and I just feel like I feel like that'll be maybe my next mm-hmm. body of work is to kind of let those out. Right. Yeah. There's a, a world or space. That you find yourself uh, re- um, going back to, yeah. There's there's a lot of waterfalls, <laughs> um, and it's interesting because I did a lot of waterfalls in my past. I mean, 
my current show that's up, Quest, mm-hmm. has a lot of waterfalls, but it's great paintings. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, but they're they're more like very realistic, mm-hmm. and um, there's like realistic figures there and mm-hmm. stuff. I feel like when I'm when I'm in the meditation, it's like, um, it's probably informed by literature for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, but um, but I see, I see like colors are slightly shifted, mm-hmm. as well as. Um, <clears throat> Like, there's fantastic animals around, mm-hmm. and wow. um, there's, like, these interesting fruits. There's, like, a lot of abundance, mm-hmm. and I see a lot of, like, kind of, like, glowing light. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know how I would depict this, but, mm-hmm. I don't know, just to give you an example, like, mm-hmm. I had this vision of, like, like a light, like, the idea of, like, source. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, like, out of it is pouring these, like, rivers of light, wow. and then they're, like, coming down onto the earth. Wow. You know? It seems very ethereal. Yeah, very ethereal. Also welcoming. You know, so you're talking about you know abundance, mm-hmm. and you know that you know ideas idea to share with people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very important. You know, yeah. you know, very meditative as mm-hmm. well too, just in terms of the overall messaging of it. Yeah, and I feel like it's kind of like timeless, and like anybody can kind of like identify with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I also I love in your paintings how oh. you're, um, you know, you're very. It's very inspiring, and I feel like your your paintings are very like action oriented. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I feel um, very much you know inspired by you know a lot of let's say the books that I read, which mm-hmm. are very much you know action you know oriented or mm-hmm. action based mm-hmm. as well too, but um, also in terms of creating an exciting uh, scene from mm-hmm. a story, you know, as you know, also the idea to uh, engage yeah. young people, especially in terms of wanting to dive into stories, but also personally for me, that's one of the things I get most excited about, mm-hmm. you know, is the action or the, um, empowerment, uh, in terms of a character development mm-hmm. in a story, mm-hmm. you know, so a lot of the paintings that I do are mostly like climax scenes, you know, somebody mm-hmm. being persevering through attacking spaceships right. or, um, you know, fighting against an evil dragon and trying to maintain, you know, your own stability through that encounter yeah. So, you know, I feel like the point of the story that you know, I mainly focus my works on is, you know, that climax scene where it becomes, mm-hmm. you know, the break or um, su- survive point. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, you know, use color, brighter colors, mm-hmm. you know, uh, exaggerated poses to exaggerate and emphasize, you mm-hmm. know, the emotion in those scenes, mm-hmm. too, as well. And as well as in terms of the lighting as well, too, very dramatic lighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, very inspired by even like Baroque paintings on Caravaggio's. Mm. Yeah, you know, has see very that. dramatic scenes. Mm-hmm. And I can, you know, emotionally connect, you know, to the drama in it based on the lighting as well as the facial expressions, the poses, you know, are very dynamic. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, for me heightens the tension. Yeah. And um, that's, you know, personally what gets me excited about stories in terms of, you know, are they going to succeed or fail? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, both most of my most of my paintings, I try to emphasize the heroism mm-hmm. of each of these individuals. Mm-hmm. You know, to serve as a reminder mm-hmm. for the limitless potential that exists within all of us. I love that. Well, you're on a podcast called The Creative Heroine, mm-hmm. so <laughs> we're all heroes in our own ways. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, I love that. So we talked about some of your favorite authors. Who mm-hmm. are some of your favorite artists? Definitely. Like, if you could pick like three artists from the past mm-hmm. and maybe like two artists from the present definitely you know um definitely from the past i said i like a lot of you know realist artists um the artists that use you know the visual language of figurative art to convey you know very 
deep emotions and mm-hmm. I feel like oh, some artists such as like Bougereau is an artist who paints you know very realistically but also very sensitive well, in a very subtle and sensitive way yeah. to suggest human emotions in his paintings mm-hmm. and so that's one of the artists that I've definitely has been inspired by just in terms of you know, technique mm-hmm. wise yeah he's amazing lighting. there's mm-hmm. a lot of his paintings in Paris yep yeah yeah it was very inspiring you know while I was there you know to learn different techniques from studying paintings while I was there mm-hmm. um, so yeah Bougereau is definitely a major influence you know as a past artist um, in terms of you know lighting you know Caravaggio mm-hmm. is also a big influence and um, very dramatic very dramatic and I feel like you know another artist you know has a lot of drama in his works as well too so definitely Michelangelo is mm. most artists can't go yeah. without saying that and so as I'm developing this series of decorating you know public spaces and schools with these mural paintings a uh, major part of that influence is coming from you know my experience of being inspired by artists such as Michelangelo looking at mm-hmm. the Sistine Chapel where an entire mm-hmm. room is decorated yeah and then you feel completely immersed yeah. in that world and so with the expanding upon my mural series in some of these schools is essentially the vision that I'm, you know, trying to align my work with mm-hmm. in terms of creating, you know, an immersive experience of being in a space that's completely decorated mm-hmm. where you feel inside of this universe. Mm, I love that. And uh, thank you. Yeah. And definitely in terms of like contemporary artists, you know, I'm very much inspired by illustration. You know, I've done some uh, book cover illustrations with another way to share stories and magazine illustrations too. So you know, a lot of illustrators, you know, inspired by now, Donato Giancola, he does a lot of, you know, Wait, oh, Donato what, Giancola. Wait, Donato Giancola. Mm-hmm, he does. He does yeah, isn't he married to mm-hmm. Julie Bell? Uh, oh no, that's Boris Vallejo. Oh, okay. I love his work a lot too. Oh, okay. Both their work actually a lot, very dramatic and colorful as well yeah, too. Yeah. Um, but you know, Donato Giancola is another fantasy artist, mm-hmm. and he's done you know covers for like Lord of the Rings. Oh, and so I've does, seen that. Mm-hmm, it's a very epic paintings mm-hmm. in a realistic style too. But, you know, in a fantastical uh, lens. Mm-hmm. And so I get a lot of inspiration, you know, for artists such as him. Um, and I think, you know, um, Dan Dos Santos, another illustrator, you know, does a very fantastical, colorful works as well, too. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think those two stand out as some of my favorites. Okay. Are illustrators, you know, Adam Miller. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of oh, yeah. huge uh, yeah. paintings, you know, uh, very figurative and mm-hmm. very epic as yeah, well, Yeah, very too. epic. And so I think contemporary, those, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen his work. Yeah, amazing works. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever? What do you think of N. C. Wyeth's work? I love the colors in his works yeah. too. Um, I feel I, like he has a lot of energy, like mm-hmm. in his, especially his earlier paintings, mm-hmm. like Treasure Island yep. and all those. Like you can really feel like you're on the ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, through the perspective, the poses. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of drama and you know action in those mm-hmm. paintings as well as the color too you know some of those paintings I remember you know the clouds are like candy colored and I right. feel like that's a direction that I'm pushing my work into mm-hmm. in terms of more brighter colors wow. to suggest you know this brighter vision you know my work you know also being a metaphor in terms of the colors that I use mm-hmm. like I told you about the heroism but also you know through the colors that I use mm-hmm. you know I'm more pushing towards brighter candy colors in mm-hmm. my works you know I see a lot of NCYF as well too yeah you know to suggest this brighter vision as well too yeah all right, speaking of candy, are, do you mm-hmm. know Will Cotton's work? Will Cotton, yep. Yeah. Yeah, very inspiring work there, too. Yeah, yeah really cool work. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. I I saw um, his show in Paris. Really? Yeah, because wow. I was there, like, I was there, like, the last day that it was up, and mm-hmm. it, it was, um, yeah, so I went to go see it, and mm-hmm. it was so cool. Mm-hmm. It was just so cool to see, like, mm-hmm. just all those cotton candy pink clouds, yep. and um, I was really interested in his... Um, technique mm-hmm. like and you can tell 
like as an artist when you go look at someone's technique mm-hmm. I don't know you can you can tell he takes such pleasure in actually painting mm-hmm. and like every brush stroke seems like it's so satisfying yeah. for him and that makes it really pleasurable to look at mm-hmm. as well um so I really enjoyed that I actually liked a lot of his smaller pieces because really? they weren't they weren't so like um they weren't so realistic mm-hmm. so you could really see his hand right and like um you can see like the layers that he works in mm-hmm. yeah that was a very inspiring uh wow. trip um so did anything else surprise you you know about his mark making like besides um, see how energetic it was yeah you know it just made me realize like i don't know like so brad kunkel is one of my artists that I look up to as well Mm -hmm. and he always says that your artwork should look beautiful at every stage Mm -hmm. and I was thinking that as I looked at um Will Cotton's work because you could Mm -hmm. see in some of his smaller ones they weren't like finished to the same level as like some of his big ones but they were still like so beautiful and where you could see through like I don't know the different layers Mm um so and I actually really liked to be able to see that. It inspired mm-hmm. me within my own work. Because mm-hmm. there's this one piece that I did last year um, that I feel is one of my best ones. And it's a self-portrait that I did. Mm-hmm. And I used a lot of layers. Right. And I, I was very, very meticulous during that time. And I was like, you know, I'm, I really want to make every single layer beautiful. Like I could stop at any point, right. you know. Um, and that was a real challenge, and I don't think I've been able to capture that since. And I'd like to, mm-hmm. I'd like to try to make more paintings like that this year. It's like you're constructing the entire world. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to think about like what color goes beneath this, mm-hmm. and yeah. But it's amazing what you're talking about too. When you think about the translucency of oil mm-hmm. paintings, why I like using oil paintings partly because of translucency is that the atmosphere that you can create yeah. with it and so many different textures that you can create with it you can really you know have a full range you know suggest mm-hmm. a different world mm-hmm. you know the range from you know being far away being up close there's so many different layering techniques mm-hmm. that you can use mm-hmm. and there's so many artists that do it in different ways yeah that we're talking about to create that um sense of space mm-hmm. yeah amazing mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, just to bring it back to you, I wanted to talk about your winning the illustration prize. Mm-hmm. So tell, tell us, first of all, were you, were you applying for other things besides this? Mm-hmm. Or do you just happen to pick the one thing that you just always get picked for? No, so I feel like uh, in terms of applications, you know, I submit my applications to opportunities that I think align with the vision that I have mm-hmm. at the time. And so um, the vision that I had, you know, for some of the opportunities I was applying to was to continue my mural series for mm-hmm. public schools. Mm-hmm. And so I was doing those applications. And fortunately, I got selected, you know, by the Harry Heavily Scholarship and then afterwards the Tulsa Artist Fellowship. But there are many more applications you know, that I submitted, which I was not selected for. Okay. And, you know, fortunately, I was selected by these um, organizations that aligned with my vision in terms of doing yeah. community artwork. I mean, that's probably why you were selected. You know, fortunately, yeah, yeah, fortunately it worked out. And so I feel in a way that um, uh, when artists share something uh, with the community and the community uh, connects with it, they support it in the ways that they can. Mm-hmm. And so when the communities that connect with it are the ones that had a similar vision, mm-hmm. you know, to what I was doing in terms of, you know, with the Harry Hill Scholarship, in terms of artists having uh, a link with mm-hmm. France and mm-hmm. be able to show a connection 
you know, mm-hmm. for instance, in the United States, and it's using reading, mm-hmm. you know, as showing that link between mm-hmm. people of diverse cultural origins yeah. and something that we have in common is striving to pursue education. Mm-hmm. And then with the Tulsa Artist Fellowship, it's a very community-based organization with artists, you know, implementing their work into the community, which I was doing through the public art that I was doing for schools. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there were very various other opportunities I was applying to at the same time. Okay. Unfortunately, I got selected by those opportunities, you know, as well as doing my own personal illustrations during this whole time period as well, too. And knowing personally, I want to go into doing fantasy book covers, mm-hmm. being uh, very inspired mm-hmm. by uh, book covers growing up, such as Harry Potter, which made me pick up the book in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the trailer for the book. Yeah. And it's another way to engage <laughs> young people or people in general in reading. Mm-hmm. And so I w- learned about the L. Ron Hubbard Illustrators of the Future contest through uh, another illustrator that I met mm. um, who won the illustration competition. Um, and so at the Philadelphia Sketch Club, we were talking about it, and then she uh, introduced me to this competition, and I applied um, numerous times. So I think I applied to this Illustrators of Future contest over the past like two or three years. It is oh. quarterly. Oh, so wow. Every so time, a long time. Mm-hmm. So also, as I was developing my illustration portfolio, I would submit the three new pieces that created each quarter to the mm-hmm. competition. And fortunately, the, um, one of the people, the uh, one of the founders of the organization, uh, she just kept, kept Joni uh, Lapoki, she encouraged me to keep applying. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I continued applying. I also developed my portfolio at the same time, too, mm-hmm. and fortunately was selected this past April. Amazing. That must have winners. been so exciting. Mm-hmm. I was really gratified. You know, I thought back to so many of the times where I was not sure, you yeah. know, if I would be able to. Uh, start doing illustrations for like book covers, you know, uh, professionally, you know, and uh, once I won, I started to believe, you know, this could really happen. Yeah. So what does that mean when you win? What do you win? So there's a prize, uh, there's a cash prize, as well as there's a trip to Hollywood with all the other illustrators of the future winners, as well as there's other segment to the competition at the writers of the, Ill- writers of the future contest. So all the illustrators of the future contest winners and writers of the future contest winners have a trip to Hollywood in April for the award ceremony. So exciting. Mm-hmm. So, so be... are you going to illustrate one of the books from them? So um, we illustrated, each of the illustrators um, created a piece illustration uh, that for to um, illustrate a story that one of the oh, writers of the future wrote for their anthology, mm-hmm. which comes out each year, and so I have my work published by them as well wow. too, and be able to take workshops while I'm there in Hollywood, and um, you know meet other writers and illustrators, mm-hmm. and so to learn more about you know their practice. Of, illustrating professionally mm-hmm. to working with clients finding clients mm. all these essential aspects you yeah. know that i'll need you know moving forward and also you know become part of this wider community of writers mm-hmm. and illustrators and so i'm really looking forward to becoming you know involved in that community mm-hmm. and seeing you know the future that we can create together uh, so good that's mm-hmm. very exciting yeah i feel very fortunate and really excited yeah. you know, to be part of that community i mean like thinking about thinking back to like my childhood i feel like book illustrators are a lot of children's like first it's their first contact with art Mm -hmm. is to to look at all these illustrations and I remember Beatrix Potter was a big illustration big inspiration for me because that's Mm -hmm. like you know your very one of your very first books for like very young children Mm -hmm. but as I grew up Mm -hmm. I really liked N.C. Wyeth and then oh my god goodness Maxfield Parish mm-hmm. is really obsessed yeah. with like his colors, <laughs> yeah, his and colors are, you know, the very dreamy colors landscapes. Too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I think my favorite like 
children's book illustrator now mm-hmm. is Christian Birmingham. Okay, let's look him up. <laughs> oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. He works in pastel, okay. but like with such detail and mm-hmm. his paintings are so magical. Wow. Like I have this, um, I'll show it to you once mm-hmm. we're done recording this, but nice. uh, he illustrated Sleeping Beauty mm-hmm. with Little Mermaid. Like he has all these amazing books that are just so dreamy to look at. So wow. yeah. I'll show it to you. (laughs) But in that way, you know, the illustrations create that vision for us to be able to interpret Mm -hmm. the world. Mm -hmm. You know, the the words are a way of one one level of interpretation. And then the illustrations is another way to translate it as well, too, to make the world even more uh, believable. Absolutely. I I totally agree. Mm -hmm. So so that's very encouraging to hear that you applied... Like, I don't know, it sounds like maybe like a dozen times or so. Yeah. So, yeah, I applied, yeah, probably over a dozen times. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's a free competition. Mm. And, you know, the, you know, the benefits are, you know, that, you know, it's free, but also that the door that can open up for artists as yeah. well, too, is reviewed by professional illustrators. You know, so they're also seeing the work as well, too. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, fortunately, I was selected, you know, um, this, this past April. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, as I was developing my portfolio, it seemed like a great way to share it. Yeah, yeah that's, that that's, that's great. So um, I would like to talk about like competitions and opportunities and grants. And mm-hmm. have you ever gotten a grant? Yeah. So um, the some of the grants that I have received, um, I received a, a grant this past year to continue my mural paintings in Tulsa. Okay. And so even through that, you know, I was applying to maybe over like, you know, 12 or 15 opportunities and got wow. selected by this one grant in Oklahoma to do this opportunity mm-hmm. to c- continue decorating the dance studio. Uh, with the you know the young readers mm-hmm. and amongst the stars, mm-hmm. and so I feel like um, a lot of the ways I've been moving forward is by building upon certain experiences that I developed in the past, mm-hmm. and you know that's how I actually yeah. got connected even with the residency in Paris. You know, one of the project managers from the Philadelphia Mural Arts Program um, suggested affiliation with the high school that she went to when she oh, was wow. growing up in Paris. And so that's how I got connected with the high school in Paris. Mm-hmm. And so fortunately, I've been able to build upon experiences mm-hmm. I've already had and um, being able to share my vision with, you know, communities or, you know, uh, these opportunities that align mm-hmm. with that vision. And of course, not each opportunity works out as planned. But, you know, fortunately, eventually, you know, I've been selected by opportunities to implement this idea. I was reading an article on Artsy about, Mm -hmm. like, the the kind of, like, percentages of, like, getting accepted versus getting rejected. And, Mm -hmm. like, um, it does kind of become a numbers game at some Mm -hmm. point because um, this artist did an experiment where Mm -hmm. she applied for, like, triple the amount of... Mm-hmm. opportunities basically right. within a year mm-hmm. like competitions exhibitions anything mm-hmm. and she got tripled the amount of acceptances wow. but she said um it you know her actual percentage mm-hmm. did not increase but um like based on how much she was applying for mm-hmm. but because she applied for so many more mm-hmm. she got so many more opportunities right yeah so yeah how just... do you go ahead Oh, I was going to say, I believe in abundance, mm-hmm. like we were talking about, yeah. um, and whether through applying for opportunities, developing opportunities, just through uh, personal connections as mm-hmm. well, too, mm-hmm. I believe, you know, most of our interactions are just reactions to our actions. Mm-hmm. We have to uh, present our intention for it to be received. Mm-hmm. Um, so even I was just doing the murals after the Harry Hill Willie Scholarship 
uh, that program ended, I was able to f receive support from the youth center that was next to uh, the high school be based on uh, some of the personal connections that I had, but also presenting my project mm -hmm. as an idea mm -hmm. for that could be um, uh, a project for the future. Mm -hmm. And they supported it, fortunately. Mm -hmm. You know, if I imagine myself, you know, from October 2020, you know, not speaking like any French to, to actually having a project that would be received mm -hmm. in this French-speaking town, uh, I would have never imagined that. Right. But uh, unfortunately, I was able to build during that process and connect mm -hmm with young people or other just other people who had a similar vision mm -hmm. and it was supported once I presented my idea. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like a lot of these connections can build, you know, through applications, uh, personal connections, just presenting. Also just idea. showing up, I feel like. Exactly. Showing up to, like, events that interest you in the mm -hmm. art world and you meet. I mean, honestly, like, mm -hmm. a lot of my friends that I know, I've met at, like, random art shows. Mm -hmm. And you would never, I mean... You don't go to an art show being like, I'm going to go make a lifelong friend tonight. Mm -hmm. But um, but I've met, like, some amazing people who, you know, like, people in New York, I stay at their houses, and mm -hmm. um, I, I meet them at a random art show mm -hmm. um, that I was just interested in the art, so I decided exactly. to go to it. And, yeah, you, you really never know. Um, it makes sense, though, you know, mm -hmm. um, that people would connect over a general interest, mm -hmm. a shared interest. Yeah. You know, it makes sense true. that that would be the basis for a connection. It's true. It's true. And, you know, also so many of, I don't know, so much art mm -hmm. and the art world is, is so like online based these mm -hmm. days, or it can seem like that, mm -hmm. that like to actually make the effort to go in person mm -hmm. and like interact with people. Mm -hmm. I feel like that really makes you stand out. No, definitely, especially nowadays, you know, like you're saying, when it's so much easier, mm -hmm. you know, to just look online and participate online. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like, you know, when you want to go to something, a show or an event in person, mm -hmm. it's because you're very interested in it. Yeah. And so you know, that interest shows, but you connect with other people who are also have that same level or more of an interest. Mm -hmm. And like I say, I feel like, you know, the whole art world, the world in general, you know, it's a lot of these opportunities that, you know, develop. Mm -hmm. Or through teamwork, really. Yeah. You know, there are different aspects to any sort of given project mm -hmm. that need to be fulfilled, and people have different specialties. You know, they're artists, mm -hmm. and you have their own artistic vision, the people who curate exhibitions mm -hmm. to share the vision, but normally they're connected over a similar shared message or shared mm -hmm. uh, interest, yeah. you know, to um, be able to promote a general idea to mm -hmm. a larger public. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, in general, we work together mm -hmm. to make it happen. But some of these events are where we can, that we actually, when we're doing the things that we actually already enjoy, we meet yeah. other people who already enjoy them too. Yeah. And then can continue in that same direction That's together. True. That's true. Yeah. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. So um, a couple of practical questions for you. Mm -hmm. When you are applying to any opportunities, what mm -hmm. are some of like your favorite places to find opportunities like mm -hmm. grants and um, competitions. Definitely. Um, I found about most of these opportunities, um, you know, definitely online. You know, found about the Fulbright, uh, Harry Hill Scholarship online. Mm -hmm. uh, I found about the Tulsa Artist Fellowship, actually through a Mirror Arts program. They have a newsletter mm -hmm. uh, they send out to some of the artists that participated. And um, besides that, you know, there are other websites such as Res Artists. Uh, Res Artists? Res Arts. I think it's Res Arts. Mm -hmm. Is, you know, they have a different 
category catalog of artist artist residencies. I think you know they update. I think every month. Oh, cool. Um, artist okay. deadlines list. You know they have also mm-hmm. for exhibition opportunities as well too. Mm-hmm. Um, but even for you know, illustration opportunities, uh, um, American illustration is a dip competition that I've entered like, pretty much every year mm-hmm. uh, to share my work with different art editors and you know illustration community, mm. and so. Mainly through um, you know those um, websites, but also just doing uh, searches on for different competitions. You know to share the work with a broader community right. that's in the same direction. Or, so kind of like doing like a Google search for, mm-hmm. um, you know, fantasy illustration competitions, something right. like that. Yeah, there's a specific interest. Um, there's a specific community for it, mm-hmm. and yeah. there's some. Uh, so these communities are more organized, you mm-hmm. know, to be able to share what it is that you want to. If you think like a community like Reddit, it's more of like a fan art. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, there's other also other communities um, in the fantasy arts genre, you know, which are can be more related to illustrations, as American Illustration or Spectrum, mm-hmm. or there's um, uh, the Smarter Art Market was a part of a community that I participated in as well too, and so. Uh, the more specific I feel like people can be about what their vision or their brand mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. the easier it is to find more opportunities in mm-hmm. that lane. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could definitely see that. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's something I could be better at. I, mm-hmm. I guess like w- with mm-hmm. my um, exhibition that I was working on like mm-hmm. for the past couple months, yep. um, really for the past six months, I feel like I like didn't look at any other opportunities. I was just mm-hmm. painting. I you can like, only focus on so much at once. I know, it's true. And I was like, okay, i got to make this new body of work. And then I'll focus on, like, opportunities afterwards, like, mm-hmm. if some of these don't sell or mm-hmm. whatever. But um, I- I'm I'm ready and, and mm-hmm. you know, I- I'm excited to kind of explore different opportunities mm-hmm. now that I kind of have more bandwidth for it. Right. You yeah. Know, you said, like, even a larger body of work, you know, mm-hmm. to present. Yeah, you're right. Now I have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I didn't have that before. So, exactly. um, how do you feel about like the gallery world mm-hmm. versus like the illustration world? And mm-hmm. there can be this preconceived notion that like there's high art and then there's low art. And mm-hmm. kind of what what are some of your thoughts about that? Um, I never under personally. I never understood that uh, distinction mm-hmm. between illustration and fine art because you would see. Uh, uh, quote unquote fine artists uh, such as like Amy Sherald mm-hmm. doing the cover of Vanity Fair right so the people that categorize the cover as illustration I think it's all about what is the art is art it can be used in different ways mm. illustration is just a way to use it yeah you know it's just um, also if you think about like Banksy like mm-hmm. literally he was just spray painting things mm-hmm. and I mean a lot of people would say that's low art all mm-hmm. of a sudden well, not all of a sudden, but then he's like auctioning off, you know, his his paintings mm-hmm. um, for like millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, how did that happen? So mm-hmm. it is interesting, like the crossovers that mm-hmm. can happen, like really through any which way, I feel like. Yeah, because if you're saying that the distinction between you're saying the art stayed the same, the mm-hmm. only thing that changed was the amount it was selling for. Yeah. The art stayed the same. Yeah. So it's like what there really is no distinction. Right. <laughs> it's just the perception. Perception and context, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that is interesting. It's only a matter of validation, mm-hmm. but the art is the same thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. So you you sound like you're you're very much kind of like a purist in that, like mm-hmm. you believe in the message of the art mm-hmm. is the most important thing. 
Um, I believe that art doesn't have to be categorized, like if we're talking about this context, based on how much it's selling for mm-hmm. or where it's showing. The mm-hmm. art is the art. You like it or you don't. <laughs> right. And um, the art can you know, express you know, um, things in different ways. And um, it doesn't necessarily have to be categorized based on someone's, anyone's validation of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amazing. Mm-hmm. So what are you looking forward to in 2024? Yeah, I'm really excited to you know, be continuing this series of mm-hmm. fantastical uh, depictions of people um, in terms of positive aspirations, in terms of decorating the dance studio in Tulsa for Central High School. Mm-hmm. And that will be like a larger mural. So this uh, more of the paintings I've been doing in the past have been life-size, mm-hmm. but of single figures, and maybe to single to about six figures. Mm-hmm. And this painting will incorporate, you know, from about like six to about 13 figures. So mm-hmm. be able to expand upon mm-hmm. this for the decorative stairwell, as well as, you know, being connected with the illustration community through the L. Ron Hubbard Illustrators mm-hmm. of the Future contest. I really feel like it's, it really is an open door mm-hmm. in terms of getting connected and growing with mm-hmm. that community, uh, developing more illustrations. I started uh, writing and illustrating my own fantasy uh, children's book. Ooh. So that's a project in development as well, too. Amazing. Thank you. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. Can we know anything about it? Like, what's the plot? Yeah, I can just, I don't want to give any spoilers away. Okay. But I'll say <laughs> that um, it follows the story of a young uh, boy and girl mm-hmm. uh, from different worlds mm-hmm. who go on a quest together mm-hmm. um, to defeat this evil. Uh, and there's a magic system in it. Mm-hmm. I won't go into the details of it now, but it's based on light. Ooh. And it's also you know based on this idea of light overcoming darkness, mm-hmm. based on you know, inspired by you know, the Martin Luther King quote of mm-hmm. you know darkness cannot drive out darkness, mm-hmm. only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate, only love can do that. I just got chills. It's so good. So that's the ben- general uh, teaser for it now. Amazing. It'll be in the development. Thank I can't you. wait to see and read it. Oh, um, and see you. the illustrations. You have your own book as well too out. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Yes. The Storms of Avalon. Mm-hmm. And I know you read it, so mm-hmm. um, thank you for reading it. No, it was a very <laughs> enjoyable read. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't have time to illustrate it um, mm-hmm. before my show because I really wanted it out before my show. Mm-hmm. But um, I just did like a small like self-published run. Mm-hmm. But I mm-hmm. think it would be really cool to like actually do like a beautiful cover for it. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not really like a children's book, so I don't know mm-hmm. if it's like write for illustrations but I could mm-hmm. do like a couple of like you know those inserts yeah the end pages yeah, mm-hmm. yeah um, a lot more books that have that those mm-hmm. more recently yeah mm-hmm. I just I remember reading those with like Peter Pan because um, I feel it's I feel it's kind of like Peter Pan length um, mm-hmm. uh, like Peter Pan or um, the N.C. Wyeth or even some of those ink illustrations mm-hmm. like for, for Narnia yep. I, I always loved those mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. I'll have to think about it, like kind of republishing it to a larger market Mm -hmm. now that I have a little bit more like space in my schedule. So many vivid scenes in it though. Very Mm -hmm. descriptive just in terms of the colors, the lighting, how ornate, the reflective patterns of things. You could really sense you being in that world. Thank you. That was what Mm -hmm. I was really hoping for. Mm -hmm. I, I felt it when I was writing it. I was Mm -hmm. like, I feel like I, I'm experiencing this right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it came through. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome.
Well, um, where can people find out more about you, Arthur? Definitely. I'm on the internet on my website, arthurhaywood.com, A-R-T-H-U-R-H-A-Y-W-O-O-D.com, as well as uh, Instagram. Mm -hmm. Uh, My handle is Arthur Haywood Mm -hmm. as well, too. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Arthur. I really appreciate talking with you. It's very inspiring as always. Thank you. Likewise. Aw, thank you. And um, yeah, I'll I'll put all the links to your information in the show notes. And um, we'll be watching you this year to see (laughs) what new creations you come up with. It's very inspiring. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. (laughs) All right. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. (laughs) Bye.